Sally Lucas comes in and the honey wind is taking us to a very interesting place as we talk travel today on to a new RFM. Sally Lucas, thanks to our sponsor Travel World on King. Thanks Jane. Well today we are going to whisk you off to the Maldives. I know we all pronounce this different ways but I did go onto Google and check and it's mall as in the Hunter Street Mall and Deves, I don't know, D-E-E-V-Z if you like. <laughs> Maldives, and I guess they're all Maldivians. I dare say the name comes from the French, and that's yes. probably why it's an E rather than, the, than an I. I. That's yeah. right, a lot of that area is. And, of course, you might say, well, where is it? Well, it's sort of, I guess, south, directly south almost of Sri Lanka and south east of India. So it could be warm there. Oh, it could be very warm. And you've got to remember the tsunami, of course, which did such damage through that area and a lot of these little atolls, which is what they are, they're actually coral atolls rather than land islands because it's just surrounded by reefs. It's a whole reef area and the it's in a sea called the, the Lacadibian Sea. Oh, um, that sounds exotic. Doesn't that sound exotic? I love the sound of that. I love some of those words. And it's probably, I think there's about... 1,200 or nearly 1,200 atolls there, but of course they're not all lived on. And I was just showing Jane um, the photograph of the airstrip, and it's just on its own island. There's nothing else that can fit on there other than the runway and the airport terminal. It's quite an amazing photo. If you want to Google the airport at Male, M-A-L-E is the capital, it's not actually on the island where Male, the capital is. It's on an adjacent island because Male is not big enough to... <laughs> <laughs> to have an airstrip on it. So. I'd quite like to see the taxi rank at the airport. Yes, the taxi rank, would you believe, will either be a fleet of seaplanes or boats. And that's how you get to your outer islands. Um, generally, it's done by boat when you're looking, if you're looking at a package holiday to go to the Maldives. But, I mean, you can pay additional if you wish to obviously have the wonderful. You can imagine just landing in these turquoise of all turquoise waters. It's just stunning. But the other thing people mightn't realise, it's got a really good surf break. And you, you take, they take you obviously the other side of the reef. So you're, you're boated out. You're not, obviously there's no waves within the reef, but it's considered one of the best surfing spots in the world as well. But also, of course, just the colorful marine life, the corals, you know, for diving, for snorkeling, for just relaxing, for, for luxury, for everything. You've got to remember too, it is Muslim. You cannot take alcohol into the nation of so the Maldives. So it's a dry country. It mm. is a dry country, but once you get out to the resorts, of course, they are able to um, provide you with alcoholic beverages, but you can't actually. And you can't bring in pornography or pork. Okay. So just remembering that and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, but, yes, I mean, it, it's... I guess it's virtually a, this little group of atolls is being torn across or, you know, adrift at some stage in its history from the actual Indian subcontinent. But, you know, it's been one of those places, I think, including me, where you've always just see these photos of the Maldives near the, oh my God. It's how beautiful. How beautiful. And it is, an, as we said, an archipelago of about 1,190 islands. And they've all got these wonderful little palm-fringed islands. And a lot of the accommodation, of course, has overwater bungalows. So you can just dive off, you know, straight into the water. Wow. And it's very relaxed. Like there's no need to dress up. You just live with your swimmers and your sarong and it's very laid back. I mean, even though you might stay from a range of accommodation there from three star up to certainly five, you've got a, a whole gamut of styles of accommodation depending on your budget. But, you know, it's just one of those places if you're really into a water-based holiday, whether you're swimming, sunbaking, snorkeling, scubing, or scubing, scuba diving, you know what I meant. It's a scubing, that's a new word. I might, I like that. I do. <laughs> 
too. <laughs> um, but you can go on, you know, fishing expeditions. You can go back to the capital of Marley, which is quite good for some shopping if you want to get a ferry back there and, you know, have a pot around. If you didn't just want to stay on the island. But most people, of course, you're getting all your meals and everything included whilst you're there. They don't seem to worry about, you know, doing much else other than just kicking back and relaxing. Now, your climate has a year-round average of about 24 to 30 degrees Celsius, so it's very pleasant. Uh, not too hot, but, you know, just, just nice weather. But your water temperature, wait for this, 27 degrees it can be. Oh, like a bath. It'd be like a bath, unless you went out beyond the reef, I think. Oh, that would be within the reef, I would imagine, but I would imagine it would be quite a bit cooler once you got without the reef. Now, um, you get a 30-day visa issued on arrival, so there's no need to, to sort of get a visa beforehand, and you wouldn't be staying more than 30 days anyway. Um, and you've got to have a passport, at least, at least six months validity on it. Um, you get a lot of southern Indian and Sri Lankan influences, uh, which is seen in the food, which is predominantly seafood, of course, as you can imagine, with all this wonderful water and, and seafood around them, and, of course, vegetarian dishes. Um, fruit, however, is imported and, and quite limited, um, and it mostly comes from – the meat mostly comes in from Australia, but vegetables are local. Salads sometimes aren't available. Um, so you've got to remember you're, you're in these little atolls. They don't have farmland, and, you know, sometimes to import things is quite expensive and people, you know, it makes it too expensive for them, obviously, to run their establishments at those costs. Um, so, yeah, and you can go by, as I said, speedboat, a normal little slow ferry, water taxi, um, a seaplane, whatever you want to do. Um, and it's just the most wonderful, wonderful destination. And I think I've never had anyone come back from there that hasn't been blown away. Can you fly direct from Australia? No, unfortunately. There are a lot of airlines fly in there from right around the world, believe it or not, even though we've only got this one little airstrip on the island. But from here we do go via Singapore, so it's a nice opportunity if you want to have a little stop in Singapore in each direction if you so desire. So Singapore Airlines is the main airline that flies out of the east coast of Australia anyway that will take you there from all the different east coast ports that they do fly out of, of course. So, yeah, just just consider it. It's a, it's a beautiful part of the world and you can still add in that Singapore extension. Of course, Singapore has just really been humming lately. It's got such good restaurants there now and lots of wonderful theme parks and the zoos and the bird life, you know, at the Jurong Bird Park, the night zoo, the day zoo. I mean, there's just a lot you can do. And if you just want to hop up into um, Malaysia, which is not very far to drive, very cheap shopping uh, once you cross the border too. So there's lots of options that you can add on to a Maldivian holiday. We are talking travel on to a new RFM, Sally Lucas and I, and Sally... Over to you. Okay, thanks, Jane. Um, Qantas, a little bit of bits and bobs here we'll continue on with first. Um, they introduced, Jane, last year what they called QEAT, which was a service allowing business class customers travelling internationally to pre-order their Neil Perry Rockpool design meal prior to departure. Now, apparently it's been so successful that they're now going to extend that service. So for anyone travelling business class on Qantas, it's, this started actually um, only this week from Singapore to Australia and also so between Australia and London or Dubai. Just check either, you know, online or with your travel agent. It's only available on certain flight numbers, okay? And I won't repeat all those now. There's far too many to, to do that. Um, but you can pre-select your meal between 7 days and 12 hours prior to departure, either through your travel agent or online via manage your booking when you go into Qantas.com and you put your booking number in and then then you let you manage your own booking if you wish to do it that way. Um, and you have actually, doing it this way, you get more choice actually on board. 
um, including an additional dis- dish available as an online exclusive on selected routes. So it's a, a new thing, I suppose, that I guess if some people who travel business class like to know what they want to eat and when and you can choose your time and your, your style of meal, etc. So, uh, And they, if they want to sleep a certain hour and only have a meal at a certain time. Well, and, so you can book it for a certain time as well. Yeah, yeah. So if they want to go to sleep straight away, then they might say, you know, I, I don't want any refreshments till a certain time or whatever. So Does that uh, mean they've got Neil Perry on the plane? Oh, no. Be nice. If he could cook it for me fresh, I wouldn't mind that. I cook so many of his recipes at home. Neil, you should be doing something for me. Anyway, not to worry. That's another story. So that's just something I thought I'd mention in airline bits and bobs, which is always you know, happy to pass that information on, on to listeners out there as well. Um, also with rail, the, um, you can get a free Swiss family card now as well uh, for families travelling together, which allows children 15 years and under to travel free of charge when accompanied by a parent, which could even be a step or foster parent, and there's no limit on how many children. So that's not bad, is it? And it's valid with all Swiss products like your Swiss Pass, Swiss Flexi Pass, etc. There's so many different passes you can, you can purchase. And it's for children 5 to 15 years inclusive as well. So that's really great, isn't it? So you're getting great discount like on other things as well. When you buy one of these cards, you get sort of all sorts of discounts on other lovely things to do within Switzerland. So keep that in mind if you're travelling to Switzerland. Also with um, families with rail travel, you can travel free in Paris. So if you're booking a Eurostar from London to Paris or vice versa, they'll give you one of those free day, um, you know, Paris Metro cards, which will let you, you know, have unlimited travel, um, which is great. And you've got to have at least just one child and one adult to, to receive that promotion. Um, so that's really great. And bookings, as I said, must again have that one child and one adult. And you can be on any sort of a, as well, a Euro, a Euro Flexi pass or, you know, lots of other passes that are, you're eligible for. Just need to check on that, of course, as well. Um, <clears throat> just another thing to let you know, tall ship voyages uh, coming to Australia and New Zealand, those beautiful tall ships doing 8 to 20 day different itineraries. So if you've ever wanted to feel like you're on the bounty or, you know, I don't know whether you get treated the same as you were. Hopefully there's no mutinies. But um, Do you have to haul on the capstan? Maybe you do. I think. It, well, I guess it's up to you if you want to be a participant or just a passenger. Um, but just to let you let you know that these are starting in August and they're going through to November. So the range of different itineraries, as I said, ranging from eight days right through to 15 days doing different itineraries within Australia and New Zealand. And I thought, wow, that'd be a really fantastic thing to do to experience what they would have experienced, you know, on a tall ship. Just a fabulous opportunity. And also for the league tragics out there, um, there is a Rugby League World Cup finals tour coming up, um, departing Australia on the 19th of November, if you're interested in that. It looks like quite a comprehensive itinerary. Um, you're going into first into London, and of course you're met and you're you transferred to your accommodation, etc. Uh, then you go to Windsor, you have a tour of Windsor, Eton, Ascot, etc., etc., taking in the Queen's Residence, Windsor Castle, and uh, lots of other things as well. Um, and then you also, of course, do your semi-final, have match day, have another day of sightseeing, Madame Two Swords, etc. Then you go on to um, Paris and have some time to do a little bit of sightseeing in Paris and lots of different optional ex- excursions there. Um, then you're going on to Edinburgh after that, so that's quite nice, isn't it? Uh, and then Manchester, of course, where you'll have your final match day as well. So, yes, that's a new itinerary come out from events worldwide, so if anyone's interested in doing that, that is something that 
league people might love to do. Now, Sally, I wouldn't like to say I'm being bored, but sometimes when you go to an airport... There is a hint of boredom. You've got a lot of time waiting. Is if you've got a lot of time, and especially with children. Look, an adult is sometimes quite happy to sit down and fiddle on their iPad or whatever or read a book or, you know, have a browse or, you know, just go and have a shower if that option's available. But particularly if you're visiting with children. But one I remember, which is great, Christchurch Airport, it's got that lovely Antarctic um, establishment next door where you can go and experience life and you go in they have the temperature at what it would be with the wind blowing and you, it's amazing they give you all the gear to get into to do it and I have done that it's really quite incredible and that and you can go on a vehicle a typical vehicle and that takes you out and go on that as well so that's something they can do Singapore of course is renowned for all the things you can do there you can even go to where they've got the uh, the fish pond with the koi fish in it you know, and they nibble all the dead skin off your feet <laughs> That's something different, isn't it? Definitely. And, I mean, it's still renowned one of the best airports in the world for shopping and, and facilities, as I've said, they're like having a shower or, or paying if you want to have a little transit hotel room for a snooze if you've got a long transfer between. Um, Munich now has what they call go behind the scenes and they take them on a 12-kilometre loop through freight maintenance facilities, airport, aprons, fire stations and everything if you've got time to do that. So that, that's amazing, isn't it? Um, where's someone else I can do? San Francisco, okay, they now have a kid's spot. And they've got it all there with all sorts of things for kids to enjoy. Um, Copenhagen, of course, you can imagine what they've got there for children with the Lego. And also they have like the table soccer and animated cartoons and iPads, whatever. Dallas, Fort Worth, has now got a yoga studio. So if you really want to find you want to get yourself or your body relaxed for that next flight, they provide the mats and everything. You can go and have some yoga. Seoul's Incheon Airport now has ice skating available goodness can you imagine that um also if if your stopover is five hours or longer at changi airport in singapore too they give you a free two-hour stopover tour of singapore which is a nice thing to do because that sort of saves you just sitting around the airport you're getting out you're seeing if you're not stopping in singapore it's giving you a little bit of a look around but there's many airports all around the world that are now offering some different things because they realize sometimes there are long connections and people do just not know what to do with their time sometimes but as i said some of them do offer to just always check with your travel agent or look up the airport yourself online. Some of them will have these snooze cubes or little compartments where you can have a snooze or a shower. And it's only quite a small fee. It's, it's not expensive. A lot of the things are free, but some things there may be a small charge for. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. That's Talking Travel for today, and we'll be back next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.